0: In a world where all the movies are about superheroes, two friends team up to talk about movies from a simpler time, a time before iPhones. They'll search for deeper meaning, mock things they don't like, and of course there will be spoilers. Please join Terrence McHenry and Hollis Lazzarini as they get real nostalgic. Hey everybody. Hey, what's going on?
1: How are you doing, Terrence?
0: I'm doing great. How are you? Good. Nice.
1: So this week, it's your yeah. pick.
0: We watched Tommy Boy.
1: 1995. Yeah. Directed by Peter Sagal. Okay. Budget was twenty million. Okay. US Gross was thirty-two million. Okay. I I I I think you're gonna like a couple of these things. It was it was a little interesting to me. Okay. David Spade and Chris Farley. The logistics around filming this, Mm -hmm. it was pretty crazy because they were flying back and forth between Toronto and New York. They were still contractually obligated with SNL. Okay. So every week they had to go back and rehearse for SNL. Wow. And write and do all of that stuff and then go film Tommy Boy.
0: Wow. It's a lot of work. Right? Yeah.
1: So Dan Aykroyd, another SNL alum. It's always fun to see them popping in and out.
0: I do. I love it.
1: He filmed all of his scenes in two days.
0: Nice. He only had a couple few, you know what I mean? And a lot of them were like, there was a couple that were just TV commercials, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? But yeah, he didn't have a lot of scenes. No, no. but his still funny, his scenes. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And uh, Rob Lowe Mm -hmm. is actually uncredited in this film. I did not know this. Mm -hmm. He was contractually obligated to Stephen King's The Stand. Okay. And so he kind of just bounced in and out. And just as a favor to Chris Farley because they were friends.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. That's crazy because also his brother was in this movie somewhere, but I don't remember seeing where.
1: He's sitting at the table with Tommy Boy at the wedding and it's, it's really quick. You know, you, if you blink, you'll miss him.
0: Okay. But that's crazy. Because it says on, on IMDb that he's in it, but it says uncredited. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And Rob Lowe, so when I was looking on IMDb, I was looking, I'm like, yep, no Rob Lowe. Wow. And he's prominently in the film I feel. Yeah, no doubt. So it was kind of surprising to me and and also pretty cool. It's like, sure, I'll just come be in your movie. For sure. I'll just come play the asshole. I got you.
0: <laughs>
1: and then the last thing it's 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 a little sad, but um this was Farley's first starring role and a mere 2 years later he passed away.
0: Wow. He was a partier.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's just it's it's so startling to me because he's when you watch Tommy Boy it'd been a while for me and so all the laughs felt new again mm-hmm. and seeing Chris Farley just at, at the the you could just see he's just about to break out
0: yeah I was sad when I'd heard that he would passed away yeah yeah
1: well let's talk about this little gem yes. that he left us though oh, yes, my gosh yes.
0: I love how it starts <laughs> and you know it's like this little kid playing in his treehouse. You can't really see it. And then you hear his mom holler at him about how he's going to miss his bus. And the little kid is like, i, I he must have just watched Chris Farley like over and over again till he got those mannerisms down <laughs> because he was like the perfect tiny Chris Farley, I thought.
1: Totally. Yeah,
0: like. The You know, it's funny, like when they show him making the moves to try to get to the school bus and you see the like the tomfoolery of it. You know what I mean? The like running into the the glass door without seeing it. But I've done that before myself. You know what (laughs) I mean? Um, But then you kind of also see the smarts of what he's got. You know what I mean? Because he's like running through the different yards and stuff like that. And then at one point he goes through the yard and there's a dog that comes out of the dog door that comes after him. And it's like a German shepherd. And he's got enough smarts to let his lunch loose yeah. to like distract the dog. And he gets away. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's like you see the tomfoolery, but then you also see like that street smarts or the savvy side of him you know what I mean because it's not always about book smarts right because I think it's always good to have a good mixture of both versus one good way the way this way or one good this way the other way you know what I mean like too much street smarts not good too much book (laughs) smarts you know of course that could be really good but I think to have a good mixture of both is the best and so he may not have the book smarts altogether, but you know what I mean.
1: Totally. Yeah. Goldilocks zone.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Just right. <laughs>
1: and I and I agree. It's this um, kind of a unique way to introduce the characters. Yes. Because once we see them as adults, it's like we already know them. hmm You know, our two main characters being Richard and Tommy. Yes. But we're, initially we're with Tommy and... The thing about him is that he does come off as such a buffoon. I mean, he when he transitions and you see him in his adult and he's in this cloud of smoke, you yeah. know, and he's missed the bus again yep. and and it's just this repeating pattern. But the thing I love about Tommy is that nothing's ever too big, no. Like he always just like, I mean, he, he has like moments where he, he might think all this loss, like when he's, when he, when he gets to the door and then he just can't open he the can't door, open, right? Yeah. And he's so, and he's just like, oh, you know, he's like, defeated. okay, I'm going to miss the test. <laughs> like I'm going to miss my final. I don't know what I'm going to do. And, and most characters like Tommy would be like just a buffoon and uh-huh. they have no self awareness, but that's not how he is. No, not at all. He's totally self-aware mm-hmm. because when the girl walks up and she opens the door and he's kind of like, oh, oh I'm an I got it all right but he doesn't he doesn't beat himself up too much. like it's there's something um really breezy about the way that he kind of attacks life yeah yeah sure okay yeah he could leave five minutes earlier you know Mm -hmm. that would be the smart thing to do for sure you know but he's what he's supposed to be about 26 something like that because he
0: took seven years to graduate so, if you think that he went to college like right after high school, let's say 25, 18, then yeah, yeah, 25, 26, somewhere around there. Um, but it's funny because even though he missed the bus, he was still on time to class, you know what I mean? But you, I love the scene because the, the the professor is walking around handing out the test to everybody and then when he gets to Tommy it's like <sighs> and the professor just gives him this look like oh my god i'm so glad you're like graduating and getting the hell out of here like <laughs> you know what i mean like please pass this test like i think he gave him the 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 benefit of the doubt with the test in the in the end when you see him write down you know and it's like john madison something jefferson and and something hancock and And he puts down herbie hancock and he's just so satisfied with his answer and he just feels so good about it um and you're just like okay Ah, uh, you, you're not gonna do well on this test. So I think the teacher really gave him the benefit of the doubt.
1: And it's really, really quick. But when when you see the grades printing,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right when they rip it off of the of the of the printer, mm-hmm. at the very bottom it says Keller Helen F. Really? <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> now I gotta go back and see that. That's super hilarious. Uh.
1: And, but, but he passes, he gets the D+. He gets the D+, plus,
0: yes. And he's stoked with it. Like, he's so happy that he's graduating. And he, like, gives one guy by the arms and then gets another guy and gives him a hug. And he's like, this is really awkward. I wish we would have known each other. Yes. And then he just goes on and he's hollering about how he passed and he's going to graduate.
1: And I actually, the the thing that I liked was when he is at the frat house and he's just, he's getting loaded. yes. But then there's the moment where it's like, okay, let's, you know, like gather around yeah. friends. Yeah. Let's reminisce for a moment. It's like, we're like, but he's the elder, you know? Mm-hmm. And so it's almost like, he's like, let me pass down some pearls of wisdom sure. to you. And he sure. just fucking falls
0: <laughs> right into the table. He's done. So he like <laughs> kills a beer, takes a bong rip and then f- starts to finish his speech. And right in the midst of it, just face plants into the coffee table and he's, out
1: and, and you done. do need to learn how to like oh to flop like, like that?
0: that yeah for sure for sure because like, your
1: natural instinct is just to be like protect your face mm-hmm. put your hands up. they
0: go all out oh like my god John Belushi Gilda Ragnar all of them they would face plant into stuff like it was nothing and I'm sure those tables were like particle board right. like lightweight nothing yeah. you know what I mean but, but still, still there's opportunity for hurtness Yes. I mean,
1: I'm a gentle person. <laughs> I have a very low pain tolerance. You know, I see that and I'm like, ah. Oh, yeah. My cheek yeah, hurts. No,
0: my face. I don't like it. No, no. I need this. Right. <laughs>
1: and so we we... Move on from college, and we're getting off the airplane, Mm -hmm. and we are reintroduced to Richard. Yes. And Richard is still this snarky, um, just... Dry humor. Yes. And I remember upon my first viewings, I was never that warm towards David Spade. Mm -hmm. Just being honest. You know, I always favored Chris Farley more, but I have to tell you, since the last time I watched (laughs) this movie, I really, really love David Spade in this. He is freaking hilarious. He really
0: is. And then when he really, when it really comes down to it, he's like... A good guy
1: oh my gosh and just yeah.
0: you know kind of an awkward person but you know a little different you know what I mean um but in the end you see that he's such a good guy and but very like you said just hilarious like it's quick dry fast humor like and I love it
1: and it feels like it doesn't feel scripted no out of David Spade no it just feels like he's just
0: doing him yep yeah and bravo sir
1: <laughs> good job i'm feeling it yes i don't know how far i'm going to string this along but i so the car and richard to yes. me have this interesting connection mm-hmm. and it's almost like the car stands in for this transformation that richard kind of goes through mm-hmm. in a weird way or or i want the car to be a character because yeah. there's the, everything that happens to the car starts from this point right yes and it's I think maybe maybe it's part of that extension of himself of like he wants a certain image you know Mm -hmm. I think the snarkiness is to like keep people at bay yeah because of you know like what you were saying maybe there's some insecurities that he has or or he doesn't it's that thing of like when people bully so that Mm -hmm. they won't get bullied Mm -hmm. that kind of thing yeah yeah. and then the car it says something about what who you are Mm -hmm. and so when he's talking about the car he's like oh this car is cherry yeah it's a sweet car too yeah (laughs) yeah. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. <laughs> but as soon as you introduce somebody like Tommy Boy is like a he's just like a tornado, you yeah, know like I mean, a
0: bull in a China shop. Yeah, yeah. It's
1: it's like these two things can't exist no. in harmony.
0: No. And what's funny is he's got a bag of M and M's and it's a bigger bag. It's not like one of those like small personal ones. Mm-hmm. It's like the ones that you would maybe like pour into like a bowl. But it's <laughs> right, like yeah. on the front of it, it's like written. 69 cents like literally written on the bag itself yeah, I saw that. 69 cents and so when when richard says dude you can't eat my car it's kind of a rule he throws the bag right onto the count, onto the the dashboard and you can see the written 69 cents and i thought that was funny
1: and i thought it was funny that if richard is so concerned about his car yeah you notice he was eating but you didn't notice he didn't you like twist the bag yeah, up yeah. or like put it on the or, floor like i would have
0: like, been like yo not there right no not no like
1: like continue to establish the boundary yeah you know like just another bit of information and then maybe we don't get (laughs) m&ms in our heating
0: vents (laughs) yeah
1: so when they get to the factory Mm -hmm. and we meet big tom
0: big tom callahan he's doing his thing i love big tom brian dinahy He's great. Yeah, he really and, is. And I
1: just love, I love it, this character, this, this man who's larger than life, never mm-hmm. met a stranger. Yeah. It's a personality I'm really familiar with. And so I like him immediately. Yes.
0: And he's doing his thing. He's doing what he does. He's, he's a salesman and he's, he's proud of what he does for his, 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 what his company is and how it's been built and how it's been family run. And he's expressing all that to Uh, Two people that work for him, but also the banker that they deal with. He's trying to get money to open up their break line section. And you see him. He's doing his thing. He's a salesman. He's articulate and witty and funny and kind of brash, but it's that Midwestern Ohio Type thing that, yeah. you know, I, I lived in the Midwest for a while, so I it was really cool to see that again and to hear the different accents that they have out there. And it was just a really cool scene, like you say.
1: And as he's going and, and kind of just establishing this history and what it means to him mm-hmm. and, you know, it's just happenstance that Tommy shows up. But also yeah. my favorite part of that scene is that when he sees Tommy boy, mm. he just lights up like a oh, Christmas does. tree. I just love how much he loves his son. Oh, yeah and it's that they do the sumo yeah, thing. yeah. you know and it's, it's it's just you really can feel it mm-hmm. and they're very bonded and, and he
0: doesn't even care that the banker that he's trying to get money out of which i'm sure is in the millions right. like he doesn't care and it's like my son is here and fuck all this yeah my son is here and i'm so stoked to see him
1: and and just the you know he doesn't. He's not gonna beat Tommy up. He's just like about how long it took. He's just like yeah. I'm so proud of you. Yeah. You know and 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 look at my college grad. Big and... time
0: college graduate.
1: Yeah. And you
0: know what's funny is at one point they kind of look alike. At like when in the end, you know it's like their their demeanor in this this movie together is just I love their their back and forth their like you said their camaraderie their relationship Mm -hmm. they must have spent time together to have that kind of you know presence with each other you know what i mean sure um but like i said there's points when you look at chris farley and it's like wow he kind of looks like tommy callahan or big tom callahan you know what i mean yeah
1: so big tom's gonna unveil this this whole new section of the factory yes I love the scene because Tommy is kind of allowed this extension of his youth in mm-hmm. a way where no one makes him adhere to like this adult world. And he's able to kind of just flitter off over into the background. For and sure. he's like screwing around with stuff. And he mm-hmm. immediately goes into this, this place of imagination or his yes. own world where he's like Kung Fu with uh-huh. the, with the things. And he's like, he's dodging and he's uh-huh. doing all stuff. And I I love how it it does it. Initially, it feels like, oh, he's just an idiot, but it's not that. No. It's really not. No,
0: not at all. I think he just, like you said, he goes into a world of his own and it's like, it doesn't even matter that these other people are there. And I think to even his dad, it's like, you know, okay, that's Tommy. Okay, so I'm going to go on with what I'm doing. And then Tommy at one point realizes that everybody's just watching him and he's like ah ah," and he's like oh Oh. i'm an idiot like
1: (laughs) again and it's the self-awareness that Mm -hmm. i think actually makes it even funnier Mm. because it's it's like getting caught you know singing in the shower for sure or or dancing (laughs) like nobody like you think
0: nobody's watching you know what i mean totally
1: and and he plays it excellent every time yes he does so then we get the quick introduction to Paul. Hmm. You're getting off the bus, and you got the kid in the background being super obnoxious. Yes. and what this is this is what I love in cinema so much is that when you when you can do I mean this is a thirty second scene, and mm-hmm. we learned so much about Paul in oh, thirty yeah. seconds for sure. This guy's an asshole.
0: <laughs>
1: oh my gosh. Because, you know, when you are grown, you know that kids are going to be doing stupid stuff like that too, right? And you just, you keep it moving. No doubt. Not Paul.
0: Yeah, he wanted to hit that kid in the face. Sure did. And he didn't really have the opportunity in the bus, I'm sure. But at the end, he really got it and he took it. Yep. And that kid had his face right up on the glass and he was like, bam.
1: And I didn't notice it. I don't think ever before, but when he polishes off the the chocolate milk and he just throws the into the to the stroller. The
0: The mom gets distracted by her like (sighs) eight year old, nine year old kid. And yeah, he just tosses his chocolate milk carton right into the stroller.
1: And my mind immediately goes to, you know, the scene we don't see where she when she discovers this and she blames the kid. And she's like, why would you you do do that for? He's like, you didn't even give me chocolate milk. And she's like, well, you got it somewhere.
0: (laughs) This is your little brother. Why would you do that to him? (laughs) Yeah, that was hilarious.
1: So then we get Tommy and Big Tom back to meet Beverly. Yes. And this was a cute little um, line because when Tommy says, oh my gosh, she's a 10. She's a 10, yeah. So Brian Dennehy and Bo Derek were both in a movie called 10. Yeah. And I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was pretty cute. Yeah, yeah. Tommy finds out this is going to be his new stepmom. He's going to get a brother. He's super stoked. It's... It, it, that's a big contrast, right? When you see a 25 year old man getting giddy over the fact yeah. he's, I'm gonna have I a
0: brother. I dreamed about having a brother, and it seems like a nine year old, eight year old. You know what I mean? But yeah, here's this 25 year old
1: <laughs> leaping over the coffee table to run to the door. Uh,
0: like, and brothers don't shake hands, brothers got a hug. Uh, Bear man. hugs him around the waist, picks him up off the ground.
1: Oh. my gosh and then the 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 transition right into they're going out and Mm -hmm. it's and he's so serious. He's like, "Oh my gosh, we have so many things to do around oh, yeah. here. Yeah, so many things. What do you want to do? Yeah. Throw stuff off the bridge?
0: Yeah, cruise the the 4-H club and get the the 4-H girls.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah. He's like, mm, I don't know. He's like, oh, a little more extreme.
0: Yeah, a little more extreme. Oh. oh, he's like, whatever you want, bro. Okay, we got that. Yeah, we we'll, can we'll do take it. it up a few notches, yeah. just it's for like, you. He takes him to go cow tipping, and <laughs> they, you don't really know. He doesn't say it, but he's like, yeah, check her out, man." I want the one on the right. Right. You can have the one on the left and... Paul's like, does it even matter? He's like, oh, yeah, bro. Of course it does. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, isn't this stupid? He's like, we're family now. We're going to do lots of stupid things together. Wait until Christmas.
1: Yes. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Can you even imagine?
0: I would love it. I would love it.
1: Hilarious. Like, oh, my God, I can't wait for Christmas. What is going to happen? Oh, yeah.
0: I would love it. It would be the best thing ever. Yes. My phone would be ready. (laughs) Yes, (laughs)
1: and so it's cow tipping. Yeah, because you know how we get down. I've never done it. I haven't either. I don't intend on it because that would just—it sounds mean. Yeah, I want to hurt the cow. I saw
0: some little baby cows the other day, and they're super cute. But big cows, I'm sure they can still get pissed,
1: dude, and
0: probably try to, you know, rage you and and ram you. You know what I mean? That's a lot of meat packing right there and they can get moving pretty quickly
1: that's why there's no bull tipping yeah yeah And we don't do that yeah bulls are
0: already um, pissed off
1: now that bull will see you from yeah, like a like, mile oh. away give you the eyeball he's, he's like, like oh,
0: no, don't. i don't
1: think you're coming close he's to like, my barrier Yo. right now are you he's like
0: yeah you're not you're not even thinking about jumping that fence are you
1: because i like, see
0: you. oh oh he is
1: um uh, you know dude that's not a good idea
0: ah <sighs> here we go He's seeing red at this point. He's pissed. His medulla oblongata is very large. Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) Oh, boy. Yeah. But he doesn't tip any cows.
0: No, he actually doesn't. He's got the right idea, I think, but he doesn't, he's, it's not, he's not ready for it because the ground underneath him is sloppy, wet, which you think it's mud, but. Yeah, I don't think it is. And so once he gets down into his three point stance, his feet slip out right from under him and he just face plants down into the muck. And he's just covered in the cows, kind of stampede off. And then the owner of the property comes out and blasts his shotgun and they take off running.
1: And it's that classic like get off my land. Plow.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I want to totally do that. <laughs> I know you're
1: like, hey, 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 can I just like rent your ranch for yeah. a weekend yeah. and, and you're shoddy? And I just yeah. want to walk out on the porch and yeah. be like, get yeah. off my land. Get off
0: my land, break my shotgun. <laughs> I'll be like, blow. <laughs> Thank you so much. That was so awesome. It was so worth the time. I so I, worth you the know, time. I love it. Yeah, I would have had to film it, and I would watch it over and over
1: again. Right? Yes, yes. Those sure. days when you need to pick-me-up?
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. I, got a, I got a video like that right now. I'll have to show you.
1: Oh, I can't uh, wait. Yeah,
0: it's hilarious. <laughs> like, had me, like, crying the other night. It was that funny. Yes. But anyways, back to Tommy Boy.
1: Yeah, so they get to the gas station, and again, it's another example of – Tommy just is, it's always, he's so in the now.
0: Yeah, even though he's doused in what he thinks is mud and is clearly not, he's not even broken by it. He's not phased by it. It's still Tommy boy and he's super f- stoked almost. And he's like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm deuced in mud. Right? And he's like, yeah, I don't think that's mud, Tommy. Like, and he's like washing off his shoes. He's like, "Give me, give me." He's like, "These shoes are Italian. They're worth more than your life." Wait, <laughs> what? Wait, weren't you on the Greyhound bus? Seriously,
1: to get there, like, hold on, Paul.
0: Yeah, I would think that even big Tommy Callahan would have flipped the bill for him to like fly there. So I didn't really get the the low budget get to Ohio Excellent by Greyhound point. bus. Yeah, yes. I didn't get that.
1: And and it, to me, it was another example of how Tommy, in this instance, because it's a brother, right? Mm-hmm. He instead of like he's always had to be in this world alone. Yeah. And now he's trying to pull him into this world, and For so sure. he's like, "Is a maniac," I mean, you know? He's uh, like doing the doing thing, doing dance, the, yeah. But Paul's not having any no, of it. No, he's and, not. It's, and it's that thing where Tommy's not going to give up on it yet, no. and it, it it's kind of adorable. Yeah. And you want to give him the brother he deserves, not Mm -hmm. this douchebag, right? And it's like, Paul's not the one, man. No, he's
0: not. He's really not. He's a douche.
1: The next shot is a quick little montage of the factory producing things. And it's Mm -hmm. like, oh, my God, back when America produced things in this country. It's crazy. It
0: wasn't all automated pieces of crap.
1: Holy moly. was
0: people putting their hands on stuff and fixing stuff and doing that thing. Yeah.
1: And Tommy goes down and he's, I think just for a moment, he's kind of trying to like He's just trying to suggest something because mm-hmm. he, he, he's trying to be useful. You yeah. know, I think he, he wants to impress his dad, but, he you know, we all want purpose in life. Yeah. And he, he runs into a kind of a jerky little employee. Well, kinda... I,
0: I think he does what I think we as Americans have kind of grown accustomed to doing is we kind of read what we want to see mm-hmm. and we don't read all of it. So he sees that it's uh what is it? Something. It was somewhere. it's a town that was in Cleveland or in Ohio. Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, I see that, you know, this is going to, we'll just say Akron. Yeah. You know, and that's only a one day, and you have it down as a two day, and it turns out that it's in Georgia versus Ohio, so.
1: Yeah, like Springfield would yeah, be a good example. for sure. The, the Simpsons has played with that for the whole time they've been running the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Springfield where? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah totally.
0: Yeah, so. Yeah, so that he, he's, he tried. Yeah. He really did. But
1: but it was from a place of, of ignorance and not really knowing the full mm-hmm. scope of something. And... and
0: the guy's response is, maybe you should go back to college for seven more years and study a globe. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, yeah. wow, you're a douche, man.
1: Totally. But it sets up um, the next, you know, introduction to Michelle. Mm-hmm. And what I really like about that is that she is the first character who just, it's like blank slate. Yeah. And she has a knowing of him. She knows who he is. Yeah. But she doesn't treat him like the boss's son. Nope. She doesn't treat him like the idiot that other people think he nope. is. She just is like, I'm going to have my own impression. And it's completely disarming because mm-hmm. then you start to see this other side of him. In this, yeah. in this, in this scene, you see there is more to him. Yeah and she just is like open to seeing that. Yeah, yeah. I really liked that.
0: The scene on the boat is hilarious on the little <laughs> sailboat.
1: Oh my god. With the
0: kids and as he's, he tells like a joke and he's like yeah, me and my dad used to come out here at nighttime when there was nobody on the boat and he'd be out there on the shore and I'd be out there and he'd yell, "Stop playing with your dinghy." <laughs> I know it's coming and it cracks me up every time like laughing out loud funny to me yeah and so the scene is just really cool and you see that he's obviously smitten by her and you know he's trying to impress her and nothing is working there's no win they're just sitting out there and she's just so accepting of it and not like like I would think that's Especially girls nowadays would be on their phone and (laughs) probably pissed off, like, probably out here and there's no wind. Right. She's just really cool about it. And she's like, no, it's peaceful. And, you know, and he's like, oh, and I think it just makes him like her more.
1: Oh, totally. Yeah. There's that introduction. Then we bump over to the wedding. Mm hmm the ceremonies real quick on to the party.
0: Wait, but I love the part where, uh, big Tommy Callahan and Tommy are talking and Tommy's like, you look great, dad. Mm -hmm. And he's like, you look great too, son. And Richard walks in and they're kind of having a little back and forth. And he's like, how do we look Richard? And Richard looks at him and goes chubby. (laughs) And then he realizes, Oh, maybe I shouldn't have said that. And he's like, I think that's the champagne talking and then runs off. Yeah. Love that scene. (laughs) Love it.
1: Well, what I love is the, um, because it's one of my favorite Ray Charles songs for this. It's like exactly how you sing that song for sure. If you got a group of people, you have to do this song.
0: And he calls his son up to do it with him. And I love how Tommy plays it. He's like, no, I can't. Okay. And he jumps (laughs) up there. Give him the ooze and the ahs. You know what I mean? i I love it. It was such a cool scene. and then
1: unfortunately, the
0: unfortunate part,
1: but at the same time, you know, they a lot of people say, you know, if you can go out either peacefully or doing something you love and i and and it, it was that moment for Big Tom, right? Mm-hmm. He you married know, this
0: beautiful woman, and he's
1: singing with his son. He's got his
0: son there, yeah. and his son just graduated. And all the people that he, you know, and that's the whole thing about Big Tommy Callahan. He was obviously a businessman, but he was all about family. And the people that worked for him were his family, yeah. and he had all of them there. All of those people that you saw working in the factories were at his wedding. You see that the that not only does he love them, but they love him just as much. Totally, you know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah.
1: Yeah. So. so it is. It's a big loss. Yeah. And it's that really sad thing because he is kind of been allowed to keep this innocence about him for mm-hmm. so long. And this is really heavy. You know, yeah. he lost his father, his only living parent and He'd his best had, friend. He had
0: already lost his mother too right. at an earlier age. So And
1: so it's like when he's sitting there on the loading dock and he's, you know, the factory shut down and it's sad and, and it's contemplative. And yeah. Chris Farley did a really amazing job of of showing the dimension to a character who on its surface doesn't have dimension. No. But when you really watch it, it's like, it's there. Yeah, no doubt. So from that point, we are in the boardroom. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, we're down to brass tacks now. Yeah, they're talking about
0: selling and one guy's like, no way, you know, Big Tommy's family's always run this company and it's not going to go out of his, out of his family on my watch. And the other guy is for real, he's just talking, like you say, brass tacks. He's like, Are you kidding me? If we sell this company, people that own stock in this company are are gonna make a ton of money. And that included Tommy. Like, yeah. Although, you know, Richard at one point said to him, uh, you know, this is gonna, you know, put you out of your house and home and blah blah blah. But like at that point, if they would have sold, Tommy would have been really rich and yeah. you know, things would have gone on the way he you know grew accustomed to living the lifestyle that he was accustomed to you know what I mean and that was one of the things that I liked about him and I think I'd kind of mentioned that to you is that you know he grew up with with this privileged lifestyle but it never affected him like that I knew rich kids that were like oh yeah I got I got the latest car I get it free and it's you know for my dad it's the newest car every year Like, like yeah so what you know what I mean but he wasn't that rich kid totally he was rich kid but he wasn't it was like that salt of the earth midwestern mm-hmm. person like like i lived in the midwest for years and they are good people and yeah that was totally him
1: and he yeah no entitlement
0: no and not thing, at all.
1: and i think that the action he takes speaks to exactly what you were saying before is that when he's hearing everything that they're saying mm-hmm. and he is selfless and yeah. he's like but this is for the greater good yeah this because will save this... the town exactly yeah. and it's it's based on everything you're saying he knows how important all yeah. of the people were to his dad and and that it's been everything to his family and yeah. so when the it's banker not even says, a question.
0: yeah when the banker says that they can't lend the money he's yeah. like what if i give up my house like my inheritance everything would that be collateral enough and the guy's like yeah. And,
1: and that's not a normal no, thing at all. That's
0: huge. It really is.
1: And it's again very endearing. Mhm.
0: And it shows you that he's not just a nincompoop. You right. know what I mean yes. Yeah. Yes.
1: And then he's like, "Oh right. You know who knows everything about pads? <laughs>
0: Richard. <laughs> Richard's like, "Oh no. No, I'm not going out there with him." And sure he is. <laughs>
1: Now the film moves into this cool, like, buddy road trip thing. Yeah. And I really enjoyed the road trip scene, all of the all of that, because mm-hmm. it reminded me of road trips that I've For taken. Sure. You get them out, and it's still like, the car is in damn good shape at this point. Mm-hmm. We've just got some melted M&Ms yeah, that's at it. this point. Mm-hmm. It doesn't last long.
0: No. But what's funny is they, they show the scene where they're at the gas station, and uh, he says, oh, your your car is a quart low on oil. And he just goes to close. He's like, yeah, then put some in it. You know, this is your penance for the first mess up that they had in his in their sales trip. And so Tommy does the oil and then he's told also to put gas in it. And he does, you know, he just doesn't think I think that's what it is. It's just like, OK oh it's too far I'm just gonna back it up a little bit even though the door is wide open and there's this concrete post there (laughs) and he fully bends the door back like fully and then he you see because uh, Richard's inside having this back and forth with the clerk about where they're going and um, you see Tommy outside and he's working that door to try to close it and it won't close and he's putting his weight into it, and finally he gets it to close, doesn't put any gas in the car, sits back in like he's done nothing. Richard finally finishes up, figures out what's going on, comes out, and the car looks perfect. Like, they show it. It looks absolutely perfect. Like, that door when Tommy was finagling with it was all messed up. Mm -hmm. You could see the dents and stuff in it. But then Richard comes up, and he's like, kind of like doing that finishing touch cleaning thing in the area that should have been just thrashed. Totally. And you could see nothing. It was like perfect. And then he goes to to open the door and the door comes off completely and Tommy's like, what did you do?
1: And it's like (laughs) it's that moment where Really? And you can't you can't prove like you can't prove that he did anything yeah. because he's you have no evidence. Like it,
0: how could he really like yeah. get a door that off in there, that exactly. in that short amount of time? Like, yeah, like
1: it had to be you but
0: yeah. And, totally. and
1: before he pumped the gas, I just thought it was really funny. It was just a quick moment was when he realizes that the hose won't reach and he puts it back and we got gas on his fingers and he stops to smell his fingers, to the <laughs> gas, and he kind of like gets this little look on his face. It's <laughs> priceless.
0: His mannerisms and his facial expressions were classic to his comedy and he was just, he was a genius with it. He, re- he really
1: was. I agree. Yeah. So... There's this whole thing about the way that they're going to sell. And the one thing that you never accept is is a, is a no. Yes. And so then it's the series of no's. Yeah. But when they get to the guy and he's got the model cars on his desk, mm. apparently that was kind of an improv-y scene. Like okay. it came together. I, I think it's not improv in the moment, but it, it just was like, oh, let's do this. Yeah. He was and the
0: one that said maybe, right? They've right. gotten a bunch of he no's, said, nos, no's, no's, no's. And yes. he's like, well, maybe. Yes. And then that's when Tommy goes into his.
1: And I really enjoy this. This the, When he goes into the next level, like at first it's just, it's like simple, yeah. you know, do, 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 do. But when he starts doing the voices about the people showing up on the scene and oh, he's yeah. like, oh my God, <laughs> the guy's got a cigar. And he's like, all this, I, it's.
0: Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's funny that. But when you see the guy that they're pitching, the minute Tommy grabs the first car, Mm -hmm. the look on his face is like, right, like,
1: what are you? Those are
0: my things. Like, you shouldn't be touching that. And Tommy, again, he's just aloof, and he's he's not doing it in a mean way at all. He's he's trying to prove his point, and he's trying to figure his way, and he's he's trying to be his dad but he doesn't have that same although their charismas are similar it's, yeah. it, he doesn't have that yet and so he's he's on this path to find his niche his thing and yeah. so in his mind his childlike mind this is it like i'm going to show him you know yeah. and like i said the guys look when tommy grabs the first car is just like uh and then you just see the disaster coming and you're just like
1: oh yeah, and Richard, when he picked up the second one, yeah. he gets a look on his face, like, because he's picked up on the guy, and but it's like, there's no stopping this. Yeah, it's
0: over. It's, it's like full-blown, it's gone, it's, yeah. yeah.
1: And at this point they, they have made zero sales and they cut over to the carnival and, and, and it's another employee, you know, like you are saying, I mean, it's pretty, it seems like it'd be pretty amazing to work for Callahan. Yeah. You know, the way that they treat their employees, it's great, but no one has any confidence that Tommy's no. going to pull this out.
0: No, some of them, like one guy's like, oh, Tommy's an idiot. He ain't going to do this. Other people though, you can see that Tommy grew up in this this factory i'm sure that even when he was a little kid he was probably running through that factory and so you see that not only that that all these people know him but a lot of them were people that he grew up with and probably went to high school with right. And you know what i mean and so when tommy's walking through everybody's like tommy tommy yeah. tommy and then of course you have the haters that don't like him and yeah. you don't know, think he's an idiot but for the most part you see these people that are behind him
1: Mm-hmm. mostly,
0: you yeah. know what I mean? But there's always the antagonist.
1: And what we also get out of the carnival scene is, you know, every now and again, filmmakers will give viewers a bit of information that our protagonist doesn't have. Mm-hmm. And so this is when we learn that Paul and Beverly, they they got some business going on, Terrence, and yeah. it's, it's gross. It's
0: gross business because they're not actually mother and no. daughter, or mother and son, excuse right. me. They are husband and wife, apparently, and they're scammers, they're but it's like even artists. that,
1: even like, as soon as you put the label on it yeah. and then you see it and you're like, Ew.
0: yeah, yeah, I
1: don't like that.
0: Yeah. When they're like kind of kissy face with and each like, kissy, other. Kiss it's, face. yeah. It's just like, oh, it's weird.
1: And so, but then we know, okay, these two
0: are con artists. Yeah. And yeah.
1: then, and they're kind of having their conversation and they're trying to figure out how they're going to work their angle. Mm-hmm. And Paul is very confident that these people are idiots. Tommy's a loser and yeah. there's absolutely no way they can't win this. No way. And as he's, you know, trying to convince his um, wife about it, uh-huh. he like strolls on over. And, you know, this to guy is leak. just like so overconfident yeah. in his Italian loafers. <laughs> and he, like, he goes to pee.
0: Onto a like electrical, like, I don't even know what it was. I but know. I wouldn't pee on that. Like, that would be the last thing I would think about. Like, I'd be like, yeah, don't pee over there. <laughs> right. How about Where the that signs tree. that say like
1: danger yeah. How and about stuff that? are.
0: How about that tree? Let's go water that tree over there.
1: Or five feet to your left yeah. is just a wall. I yeah. don't know. I, I. Yeah.
0: So I don't know what he was thinking. And yeah, he caught some electrical current and got flown back about 15 feet. Hilarious. Hilarious.
1: And we cut back to Tommy and Richard. Mm-hmm. When they're trying to figure out their, nest, their next destination, they get a little bit distracted mm-hmm. and they hit a deer. Yes. A big ass buck, as yes. a matter of fact, because I think has some serious antlers. It really
0: did. It was like a 10 pointer.
1: Yeah. Was, yeah.
0: And they were so sad. So I mean, sad. I um I hit a raccoon one time and I'd always seen raccoons like on the side of the road and I would always kind of be like, oh, damn raccoons <laughs> running out in front of people and getting hit. <laughs> they're all stupid. And so one night, I'm <laughs> while I was in school, is
1: that what you said? <laughs> yes,
0: I'm driving home, and it's nighttime, and I'm coming up the road that I live on, and I get to this one point, and my lights hit this raccoon that's alive, and it's funny because it's like standing on its hind legs, like it's walking like this, mm-hmm. just on the side of the road. I mean, as I'm coming up to it, it drops down and then runs right in front of my car and sure, bam, I hit it. And what? I, I felt terrible. Yeah. like, And it was just a raccoon, but I was just like, oh my God, like, I didn't want to. Right. Like, I felt so bad. And so this scene is like. They're like broke down. They're both like <laughs> crying. They're like, I've never seen one up close. It's kind of cute. Like, oh my God, like what are we going to do? And he's like, take it to the vet. You take a dead animal to the vet? He's like, I'd take you as a dead animal to the vet. Like, <laughs> <laughs> So they load it up into the car because they just feel so bad about it. And they're going to make their appointment still. Right. Yeah.
1: When they before they walk in, you know, Tommy's like, you know what, Richard, if you're so good at all this crap, yeah. like you do it. Yeah. And it's this long standing client that they've had. And so mm-hmm. it's it should be a softball for sure. And we don't hear the whole spiel. All we see is smug Richard at the yes. end of his little thing, like basically like, and case made. Close yes. book. Here you go. Here you
0: go. Sign here and we'll just get your order through. And, and when like, he
1: flash the dude, he's like, oh uh, no. He's like,
0: no, I've never liked you. I never will. You're a smug man and I don't like that.
1: <laughs> and Tommy's like, ha! <laughs>
0: yes. And then you see, but then at the same time you see how smart Tommy is because he goes you know you've been doing business with you know my dad big tom callahan for a long time and you see the guy switch over to his compassionate side and he says you know i'm real sorry about what happened to your dad's son you know big tom was a good man you know and so you see there tommy's like he steps up his game at that point you know what i mean well
1: he tries in that in that space he tries he keeps trying to do his dad's T Bone butcher thing, and it's not working. Yeah, no. And so he kind of has like a little mini meltdown. It's the one spot in the film where I feel like the moment gets too big for him. Yeah. And he is he as soon as the guy shows him some compassion, he just unloads and he's like, Yeah, this happened, and then this happened, and he's like pulling, literally pulling his hair out, and he's (laughs) like, he's like has this freak out moment, and the guy's just looking at him like, Uh, uh, and so they don't. They don't get the they sale. They don't get the
0: sale, but it's like...
1: But it's this moment, yeah, where it's yeah. it's almost like... I think for both of them, they're, they're, it's it's incremental, like you're saying, where it's this thing happens that built upon the last thing that gets mm-hmm. them a little bit closer to who they need to become. Yes. So what I thought was funny about this sequence was that the whole thing was like... Okay, let's go to the meeting. We, and then we drop this deer off. Yeah. But when they get back in the car after the meeting, it's like, we don't even, we have forgotten all about the deer. Sure. It doesn't even, it's it not even on the anymore. register yeah. anymore. <laughs> and they start getting into it again back yeah. and forth. And-,
0: <laughs> and he's like, fix your hair. Because he, he pulled it all up and it was like high. And like. And so Tommy like uses the rear view mirror. To like turn it and when he turns it (laughs) the deer is awake (laughs) but he's distracted and so he doesn't look in the mirror when he turns the mirror but the angle is perfect so you see the deer he's looking down and off to the side and then all of a sudden the deer just loses it. And or they see the deer is yeah. alive and they're like, It's alive and they scream and then the deer screams and then they jump out of the car and the deer is just like just doing its Oh my gosh. Damage, damage, damage.
1: Crazy. Yeah. And luckily they do get out of the car because Mm -hmm. that car gets destroyed.
0: Just trashed. But I always, I love how Tommy sees things. You know what I mean? He's like, I've seen a lot of things in my life and it seems like it's so serious. He's like, but that was awesome. (laughs) Right.
1: (laughs) But then he immediately is like, oh, right, but it's your, I'm so sorry Sorry, about your your car. car, Like, sorry about that. But damn. Dude, yeah. I agree with Tommy. Mm-hmm. So the next shot, they're at their first hotel. Mm-hmm. It's a really kind of strange scene, this, this weird back and forth. And yeah. it gives us probably one of the most memorable Chris Farley moments. Oh, yeah. Tommy's like, okay, fine, Richard, I'm going to give you this attention. I'm going to get you to laugh. Mm-hmm. And he throws on his coat.
0: Yeah fat guy in a little coat arms all out to the side and doing the side to side and even the spin and he just brings his arms forward and that coat is done like
1: so there's backstory okay they were good friends in life and they also like had a the same Chris Farley and
0: David Spade Mm -hmm. okay
1: and they shared an office. Okay. And so this was a bit that Chris Farley did to Dave and Spade all the time and to other SNL castmates, as a matter of fact. Is oh, really? In down moments, like when he was bored, mm-hmm. he'd get up and do Fat Guy in a Little Coat
0: with their coats.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Wow.
1: So apparently, a lot of the scenes in Tommy Boy were just kind of taken. At random mm-hmm. and, and thrown in when they would need something that was, you know, really funny. They would look for a situation they and, and this was one of them. And so they basically decided we think it's funny. Maybe other people will think it's funny. Yeah. But the only catch is this is the first time that Chris Farley ever sang it.
0: Really? Yes. Okay. And that
1: to me is what made it so over the top. The other thing I noticed about that was. There's this knowing, if you watch that scene again, when David Spade looks at, I'm sorry, when Richard looks at Tommy and he goes, don't. Yeah. It's this, he (laughs) He knew what what he was going to do.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Don't. (laughs) It's hilarious. Yeah, He Uh, obliterates that coat right up the seam, up the back, and it was like two pieces. And then his face, like, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, my gosh. Somebody just, like, ruins your... Yeah. And I'm like, dude, I hope you did bring an extra suit coat. Yeah,
0: no doubt. No doubt.
1: So then they're in the car. There's the, you know, the battle over the radio station. For sure. And it's like, no, I'm not going to listen to that song. Well, no. I'm not going to listen to song. And so it's a Karen Carpenter song.
0: Yes. It's a, the Carpenters. Yes. hmm Yes. Yes superstar
1: this in particular song is they they play off like like yeah i guess i'm cool with it if you're cool with it like yeah, yeah I, don't I'm cool with I, don't I don't care yeah, it's fine it's whatever and, and then it. the next scene is <laughs> don't you remember <laughs> you, told <laughs> you told me you love me, me baby and they're
0: fully crying both <laughs> of them they're so emotional <laughs> it's hilarious
1: so i had this moment in my own life where I'm not kidding you. It felt like every time I just listened to the radio in general, uh-huh. it was Karen Carpenter.
0: Really? <laughs> to the
1: point where it was like, it's always these songs, like they're pretty serious and like they're kind of heart heavy, right? Yeah. And so one day, I, like, I walked into Kohl's or something and it was close to me by the Carpenters or something. And I was just like, stop. I was like, Karen Carpenter,
0: (laughs) girl, you got to stop haunting
1: me. Like, I need a break, you know? Like, I just need to, like, disconnect from that
0: energetic space right now, Karen. And you're not allowing
1: me to do that, you know? Leave me alone. And then you get in the car and it's like, there she is again. She's like, "Uh uh-uh, I'm not letting you go right now. And so now I just make light of it. And whenever Karen Carpenter or a Carpenter song comes on, I'm just like, all right, Karen. <laughs> and I just, I just sing it with her. I just nice. get into it. And, nice. and this one is, you know. Wow. Yeah. Because it <laughs> takes a while to get to the great part, mm-hmm. the part that they yeah, sing. Yeah, the
0: build up to that,
1: yeah. Uh, yeah. Y- you would think that the car can undergo no further destruction.
0: Yeah, not so much.
1: No. No, there's so more much. things there's that can more. come off, right?
0: And it's all, all from back at that gas station scene.
1: <laughs> That's where it all
0: begins,
1: and so <laughs> and we get jolted out of around. the carpenters lulling of the of the lovely musical rendition uh-huh. into the hood has now popped up
0: up over the f- entire windshield to the point where Tommy's driving so scary and cannot see at all, and so there's no door anymore. So he's leaning out the side to see, but he's also <laughs> yeah. whipping back and forth across the freeway. And he's at points in the opposite sides of traffic and then back onto the right side. But they're kind of just all over the place. Yeah.
1: Finally, the car just gets stopped. The hood is toast.
0: It gets knocked off by a sign. and yeah. it's, it's I don't know if they there because that scene, it's like that hood. It looks like it could have taken off Chris Farley and David Spade's head. Like They go through that sign. that has got a gap and it hits it and it looks like literally like it's inches from their head. Totally. And I was like, is that real? Like (laughs) that really happened? Like, wow. Like it's. Yeah. Maybe there were stunt drivers at that point. Mm -hmm. Either way, the hood came very close to the heads of whoever was in the car.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And they get in this conversation that is like, it, it's the first kind of peel back I think into Richard, and you you see where he he's reached a level of frustration, but it's a, a bit of his own projection, and and he's like, you know, I didn't have a dad, and yeah. you know, Tom was like a dad to me. He's really like all I ever had, yeah. and they and they get into this argument, but it was the first kind of vulnerable moment from Richard, yeah, and it escalates really quickly, and then they're exchanging barbs and then yeah. it's like fist
0: Yeah like Tommy jumps out of the car and he's like that's it we're gonna do this now get out of the car and Richard doesn't want to at first. <laughs> no, I know? wouldn't either. And so he's like <laughs> look mommy the rhino's getting too close to the car and he's like "Him's doesn't want to get out of the car cause he's just a widow guy. Yeah and, and like, that's, that's it. That's it tons of fun I'm getting out I'm tons gonna wail on you.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <Right now. laughs> There's so many jokes that would oh, not yeah. fly Yeah, to not day. today,
0: yeah. But the tons of fun always kills me. <laughs> <laughs> it always gets me. And I'll say that to friends of mine. And it's not because they're fat. It's because they're my friends. Right. That's all it is. And they're not fat at all. I just call them tons of fun. Because, because it's hilarious. It's hilarious. Like, yeah. Yes.
1: And then when he takes the two by four to oh, his head. To
0: face. Ooh. Yeah, it was like, bam. he was like, that one did it. And he was out. Yep. And then the next scene is there in the cafe. I love this scene. Yes.
1: There is something um in the scene when he's talking to Helen and he he just breaks it down. This yeah. to me was his turning point where yes. he finds he stumbles across the thing he has. Mm-hmm. It's always been within him. Yeah. He just didn't know
0: how to use it. Yeah. 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 yeah.
1: He didn't have the 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 quick access For or sure. whatever. But when he's doing the thing with the role and yeah. how it's his, um, he's like, I have this sale and pet. then I love this little sale and I try to poke it and yeah. like, that whole bit that he does. Uh, it reminded me of a Looney Tunes episode. Yes, the
0: little girl. And she's no. Like, no?
1: No. The Abominable Snowman and Bugs oh. Bunny.
0: See, there's a couple of yeah, them like because, that, though, yeah, that Yeah, because
1: Bugs did it first. Yes, I
0: remember it. Yes. And
1: so the Abominable Snowman grabs Bugs Bunny and he's like, and I'm going <laughs> to love, love him <laughs> and I'm, I'm going to pet it. him <laughs> and I'm going to name him George. And
0: it's like rough petting yes. it's like it's like bugs bunny skin stretched like <laughs> off of his face like it's like you know like uh like, like it, also, it always reminds me there's a scene in uh, family guy where there's a kid rubbing brian he's like you're rubbing me the wrong way you're not doing that right i'm gonna bite you i'm gonna bite." you and he bites the kid <laughs> But yes.
1: And it's, there is that thing about when you can get on someone else's level, mm-hmm. it's really what, it is a gift yeah. to be able to access stuff like that by just mm-hmm. kind of reading a person. And that's what he does is yeah. he's like, Hey, we have something in common yeah. and it completely endears him to her. Yes. And then, and then that's when she gives him fine. You know what? I'm going to go heat I'm up go those
0: fires back on and we are gonna put those wings in for you.
1: And so he's able to translate that into the next scene. It's the sale where this is it's such a great point, actually well, Richard, when you think about it.
0: Richard recognizes it and he's like, see, Tommy, yeah. that's that's you, that's you see thing. what that is. And he's like, No, I was just playing around. He's like, if and that's when he says that thing. But yeah. like he's like, Richard recognizes, it. he's like, dude, that's what you gotta do. Like, do that and you'll be able to sell. Like yeah. you'll totally be able to do it.
1: And, and and he's able to implement it in that scene. So what I love about this scene is the guy who is He's basically saying, you know, you don't have this guarantee on the box. But and he it, also
0: is like, I've done business with you for years. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so this is almost like it should have been like a home run client, basically.
1: Right. And yes. so I actually think, you know, outside of this movie, I've always found this to be a really interesting thing because mm-hmm. it is a gimmick.
0: Yeah, it they totally is. They
1: are 100% is. correct. And what they're saying is mm-hmm. that when you re- if you see it, you go, oh, how nice. Oh, yeah, it's a guarantee. Yeah. Like there's this thing as a consumer that makes you go, Ah. Yeah. But it's complete nonsense. It and so when he says, I could take a dump and put it in a box and slap a guarantee on you. If you want me to, I've I got, got the time. time. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yes. And it's so jarring because when you look at what he actually is saying to the guy, it makes absolutely no sense. It's no. the confidence with which he's saying it that when the dude stops and he's like, you know, save your daughter and this and this and this yeah, and like, this. And it's like, like,
0: get to your point, son.
1: And it still works, yeah. though. Yeah, because the 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 essence of the point is correct. Yes, they get the sales, their first sale, and this is when Paul's like, Ruh, "Row, yeah, now we have a problem. So I'm gonna have to ratchet up my sabotages." And he yes. goes to sabotage the trucks.
0: Yes, that's what his conclusion is. He's like, "Okay, Tommy's doing all the sales, like the trucks." That's where we can hold him up and so
1: And he I have to give you some credit, Roblo You really played the the kind of like he's buffoony yeah, in his own way. For sure. But he's so confident. He that's it's he's the opposite. He doesn't have the self awareness. Yeah. It's like these things happen to him and he never really learns from it. Like he he never takes the the two seconds that he would need to avoid the calamity Mm -hmm. that keeps happening to him.
0: Well, the first time he lucks out because the dog's on the chain and he's scared as shit when that dog's on his way. And it's like inches from his cigar and then he gets his confidence when... He sees that the chain is just short enough to not hurt him. He's like, okay, I'm back on it. Like, I'm going to do this now. I'm going to sabotage this and it's going to be all good. I got this. Yeah. And he can't get his aim right. And he, again, doesn't think about what, what's about to happen. I
1: thought he had the shot, though, from I that thought point, he did too. too. And I'm like, what are didn't... you doing? You know? Yeah. And then the stupid, I've never liked automatic seatbelts. I hated seat those. Yeah. What in the world? Yeah. I, I forget about them. that so much I hate them. Yes. And so when that thing comes down and just he shoots the chain accidentally and that dog tears him up.
0: <laughs> and right before the dog jumps in, he's like, "Uh oh."
1: Yeah. <laughs> he knew. He's like,
0: "Oh, this is not going to end well." Yeah. Vicious Rottweiler. Yeah. Yes.
1: And then we cut back to a scene that you and I talked about. It's the second motel scene. Yes. And uh, Tommy's going to go get some food. Go
0: get a pizza. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And, and Richard's going to hang back.
0: He's going through some papers. Yeah. And so, yeah, Richard's kind of in bed and going through these papers and Tommy leaves. And then you see Richard, he wants to jump up and close the curtains.
1: And but hold on.
0: He gets distracted by a lovely young lady.
1: He does. That's out at the
0: pool, which... I didn't really understand. I mean, I'm all for beautiful women skinny dipping.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: that's in the center of a hotel that's got windows facing the pool.
1: It's a weird. What weird... made
0: her think that it was private enough for her to do it? And then on top of that, Richard was like not really hiding himself. No. In the window. Not like... at all. <laughs> Especially
1: when you look at the rest of the windows and all the curtains are perfectly yeah. closed. Like, and yeah, then he he's was... just standing out like a like, sore thumb. Uh...
0: He's like, go ahead and take it off. It's naughty time. He's like, please, Lord, I deserve this. Don't stop it. There, those are real. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, yeah, keep going. Oh, you're naughty. And he's like, speaking of naughty time. I know. <laughs> and you hear the zipper? <laughs> it's
1: like, oh God, all of this is happening. <laughs> this is all going on.
0: And he starts, and then right at that moment, Tommy walks back in. But the timing is funny because it's like you see him Tommy down and Tommy does the oh do you know where the gym is right. you know and so it's like he goes that way but he gets back up to the hotel room so fast
1: Yeah he does He really
0: does like he finds out the place is closed and gets back to the hotel room all in the time that Richard's pulled his dick out and started jacking off like Right that was quick, but it was still funny.
1: It was funny, and when I thought, <clears throat> especially when I saw the scene the second time, I'm like, "Why don't you just admit, like, say yeah. I was watching porn?" Yeah, because it would yeah. have been the easier shutdown. For because sure. the the what you were actually doing is a little, it's Ooh, a little yeah. more a little weirder. Yeah, yeah, you know, and so Creepy. it's yeah, yeah, and so it's and so but because he doesn't, because he's so awkward about it. And it just makes it worse and it's just so much fodder for Tommy. And uh-huh. it's and it's it's actually really funny to me and satisfying to watch him just relentlessly for sure. go over it. And for, over sure. it. for sure,
0: for <laughs> sure. It's so funny, it really is.
1: Then unfortunately, Paul is successful in his sabotage. Yes. He sneaks he... into the office and he tweaks Michelle's files.
0: Yeah. He's in the Jerk. computer and changes a one day order to two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. And then she walks in and he makes like he's on the phone and then he tries to like butter her up telling her how Tommy's been talking about her a lot and she should be stoked about that. And she was. She's you could tell yeah. that she likes him. She really does. So that next day now um, you the scene that you see is Richard on the phone and he's closing a deal. Yeah. And Tommy's up in the room still sleeping. And so Richard closes the deal and he's super stoked and he comes back up and he plays like a little trick and he I it's funny because I do this to people and I knock on the door and I'm like, housekeeping? I do it all the do time. Do you do it because I, of this movie? Yeah, because of this movie I do that. Um and he just she goes to the whole of housekeeping? Yeah. You want me to come in, check you off? He's like, What kind of hotel is this? That's
1: the part I love. Is there's <laughs> there's that um the things that show something about the character uh, and it's you know he's trying to be polite and then it's he's almost insulted like what? <gasps> i've you know i've patronized a place that would actually allow <laughs> the, what, how does this to happen and he gets up in a huff and for all the fat jokes in this film and for as much crap as richard gives tommy what's he bringing for breakfast yeah. but donuts Dunkin you know I'm like, donuts. Really? <laughs> But hey. Whatever.
0: Yep. Hey, I'd be stoked for bringing donuts. I like donuts. They're delicious. Yes, they are. Now I want a damn donut.
1: What are your favorites?
0: Uh, I like the glazed donut. Ah. Like it's that's my simple. Sure. Um, the twist donuts. Oh yeah, cinnamon and then twist. The mm-hmm. I like the regular, the long twist ones that are just regular glazed, but it's like twisted, yeah. like braid. And then I do like the cinnamon round Uh like snail when that's that's my that's my shit right Mm. there i love that one yeah
1: damn it's like if i'm gonna do it i get the worst one which is an apple fritter those things are ridiculous oh
0: man back in my my fat days dude i'd Uh, polish off uh, two uh, apple fritters oh yeah you'd be
1: bouncing off the walls man
0: no sugar didn't do me like that really no yeah, right. polish off two of those big bad boys because you know mm. the, when you go to those Asian donut shops, those big those apple fritters are big boy donuts. They're not little. They are. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah it's an two. event. Two, two of those.
0: No problem. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so once they've basically, you know, they've they've gotten what they need, they've and reached and then their
0: goal,
1: and we get another great couple scenes of them singing, driving. Yeah. You know, their rendition of "Eras 2.
0: Yeah. It is too.
1: It is too. I personally like the Carla Morrison. Yes. Versions. My fave. Yes. And they get back and everything seems to be great except holy crap things have gone. Awry. Really bad. Yeah. And by the time we get back we realize the shipping errors are extensive. And I thought it was weird because we only see him change that one thing. But it seems like it was a lot more than that. Yeah. No doubt. Because of that they can't do anything they cannot salvage the factory we're yeah. screwed yeah and it's a super big bummer and the thing the moment that i thought was was interesting is when tommy gets the scope of everything that's gone down and the way that he approaches michelle about it i mean she's feels horrible she right she does but, but the thing is, is he's frustrated, but he's not an he's asshole. Not blam- but
0: he's not blaming her either. No,
1: he's just like, why this way? You know, like, yeah. did it have to be, you know, I know you, there was no malintent is how he yeah. leads, you yeah. know?
0: Well, what's funny is she's like, I know you hate me. I know you think I ruined your company, blah, blah, blah. You don't have to say anything. Just I'm going to pack up and I'm leaving. And he's like, hi. Yeah. And he's just so sweet about it and just so nice. Like, it's not, this is not the first thing I'm going to lead with. Like, you might come with that first, but that's not how I decided to come in here and and approach you. And, again, that's when you see that other side of Tommy that he doesn't really show all the time. Mm -hmm. Because he's, you know, the rugby, not necessarily a tough guy, but perceived as that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he's really not. He's a good guy. And he didn't want to be a jerk to her at all.
1: And and also, because of the self-awareness, like, how can you make mistakes and then act like to other people like you're yeah. rubbed reproach and you've yeah. never made a mistake no you doubt. know it's like he he's conscious of the fact that mistakes happen for sure this one in particular is is a big blow yes and it didn't feel accusatory to me it felt like i'm just like he's just trying to get to the bottom of what mm-hmm. happened yeah there's no there's no way that this conversation goes well really you no. know because of the outcome you can't yeah. change no so doubt. when she takes off out of there and he's kind of just, like, left holding the bag, and he doesn't really know what to do. Yeah. So the next scene is Michelle at the airport. She's This is the second time she's seen Paul and Beverly. But this time, they're, like, making out in yeah. the airport. The first
0: time, she kind of sees them at the off carnival, inside the yeah. carnival, but you, she doesn't see them do right. what they do.
1: It could be, like, yeah, they just had their arms around each yeah, other. Yeah. So could it could be, like... Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: and then this time, she sees them, like... Fully tongue kissing and him grabbing her butt and
1: Yeah. Yeah and she's like, Oh shit. Wait a minute. Yeah. And like, uh yeah.
0: So she, her brother is a cop. And so she calls her brother, who's a detective, and she tells him to search Paul and his I forget what his last name was, but uh she gets some informaciones.
1: Sure does.
0: Yes, she does.
1: The next scene when they're in the co- in the car and Richard's just drinking his you know sorrows away and yeah. and then they're gonna get pulled over by the cop.
0: He, something happens that he has to swerve, and that's when the cops are like, "Light him up! Here we go!"
1: Right, because Richard was gonna throw up. Yes, and so he has the idea immediately, quick, and he so just fast. and he just he just gets Richard on board, and it's but do you hear what he says? He
0: oh. goes, "This is something my dad taught me."
1: Oh, I didn't. Is hear him exactly what that. he goes. He goes.
0: This is something my dad taught me. Hold <laughs> on, and then he yanks the wheel one way, and then he yanks the wheel the other way, and he's like swerving back and forth. And the cops are like, "Oh, we got this guy." And he's like, "When I stop the car, you jump out screaming." And Richard's response is, "No problem." <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and so they they you know basically avert you know, some serious shit. And, and then uh, the next, it it brings him to an epiphany because he, he looks up and he sees the
0: billboard. Yeah. For Zelensky. Yes.
1: And he has another idea. Yes. And I think that's another refreshing thing about Tommy is that something about the way that he processes the information and and it's, it's almost like he's, it's almost like from his gut, you know? And, and it's like, this is the idea. Here's the thing. It's like, It's almost like how did I end up in, in this field just to see this billboard? This is what we have to do.
0: Yeah, no doubt.
1: And the next scene is them in the airport, and I thought it was really interesting how he's calling Michelle to apologize mm-hmm. in a way where he feel like feels like he's he's really he's
0: done her wrong.
1: Yeah, and I, yeah. I, I, I didn't feel like he did. No, but but it just is another um, example of the type of person. That Tommy is that that salt
0: to the earth yeah Yeah.
1: you know that it's like she's important to me you know and and if I've done something I'm gonna apologize for it to like try and write that wrong immediately
0: no doubt about it
1: and when they (laughs) can't and so Richard's trying to get him on the flight and they're dealing with like the most absent-minded flight attendant ever in the history (laughs) of flight
0: attendants (laughs) yes
1: and but again they come up with a really quick idea and he's like you
0: got any cash is what he says to Richard uh-huh. cuz he sees two male flight like attendants walk by and he's like you got any cash and so he goes in obviously and bribes these guys out of their uniforms
1: the best to me is when they're going through the instructions Yes. for, um, you know, the the safety. Yes. And you've got you've got Richard who's doing like you know amateur stand up comedy oh, yeah, in the no back, doubt. you know, just trying to get some laughs. <laughs> and and Tommy's just trying to like kind of keep up with whatever's uh-huh. about to happen. No doubt. And when he grabs the child's vest.
0: Oh yeah. yeah. I
1: mean, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't even <laughs> stop to think about like why is this only going why around my neck so small yeah what's happening here and just full-on pulls the thing oh, oh man
0: yeah. yeah it's awesome
1: oh crap yeah but they get to chicago
0: mm-hmm.
1: and this whole sequence it's just littered with little chuckles well, along they, the way they
0: see zelinski outside of the building And so he obviously Zelensky goes in the building. By the time they make it in the building, they don't know where he went. So they both go separate ways. Tommy walks into the bank. Richard goes the other way. And so Rich or Tommy's looking around, trying frantically to try to find Zelensky in the bank, and then throws his hands up and goes, Everybody, this will only take a second. And immediately everybody thinks the bank's being robbed. And I love how the guards of the bank both throw their guns to him like without any kind of anything not yeah. saying this is a robbery nothing they lay down on the ground and slide their guns to him like immediately right away
1: it's it isn't what he says it's no. it's just the, the it's the tone it's yeah. the let me have your attention yeah that would make if I was in that in that bank I would have dropped right down too. <laughs> like I would be like oh shit I'm not trying to get shot today <laughs> and then my other thought was is this just like because when we, when we did Point Break, it was, you know, the, the narrative was that there's so many robberies, bank yeah. robberies in, in L.A., but they're in Chicago. I was like, oh. was it like a 90s epidemic? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it was like Maybe. every time I turned around, because like, you're right, when they fall to the ground and they throw their guns over, it's uh-huh. like, this is not the first time.
0: <laughs> this
1: has happened numerous times. Uh-huh. It felt like a fire drill or yeah. like an earthquake. Like we had the, um, out here, we had the earthquake. Preparedness, like get under your desk, like Mm -hmm. that's gonna do something, yeah. And uh, yeah, (laughs) so (laughs) when they get into the elevator and there's Zelensky, yeah, and this was another reveal. And it's kind of you know, you get these quite a few in this film because Mm -hmm. there's his television persona and he seems like a a good dude who's supporting the working guy, guy. yeah, Yeah. totally. Mm But um, no, he's an asshole,
0: he's about his money, and that's all it is,
1: and. And I think that Tommy almost it's it it offends a sensibility about him in Mm -hmm. a way where it's like, What do you mean you're not who you say you are? And why wouldn't he think that? Because his dad was Was that type of person. Yes. Like he did what he said. Said what he meant, all that good stuff. he says a few
0: times he sees him like in the, the the commercial. He's like, he seems like a really nice guy, good yeah. guy. Like he's and then and then as they get into the elevator, and he's like, you know, he's coming up to the elevator. He's like, he's 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 a good guy. He's gonna listen to us. I know he will. And then the reality steps in.
1: So. When they get shut down and they get locked out of the meeting and he sees that Beverly's there with Paul oh, and it's yeah. it's kind of the first like, Wait, what?
0: Yeah, he's like, I can't believe my family was in
1: Yeah. There. And I and it was so kind of like that that little that's it hits still your little childlike. heart. Yeah. yeah like I, like he really thought they were his family. Yeah. And and so it's like kind of a double double whammy, yeah. you know, that it's like this guy's a fraud and they are here and it, it can't be good.
0: Yeah. Well then that's when uh Michelle shows up.
1: To the rescue.
0: Yes, and she's got all the information because her brother did his due diligence as a detective and found out that Beverly and Paul were actually married and that they were still married at that point. So how could Beverly and Paul be married and Big Tom and Beverly still be married?
1: Yeah, and I like how um, before, I don't know if if she was there yet or not, but after, you know, Tommy's really dejected and Richard and he are having the conversation and it was that... Oh my gosh! You know all of this for what? You know I, I, I failed, yeah. and and then Richard kind of like for the first time in the film, you see how he's changed, and yeah. he kind of opens up to him in his in another way, and he's like, you know, I understand what you're saying, and, and it has been hard, and I'm really yeah. sorry that all that happened, but like from my end, like you gained a friend, yeah,
0: and, and that he's that like, and really I, yeah. and that
1: might not mean something to you, or maybe you have it's,
0: so many friends, but, I, like, don't. but yeah, I don't, and it's like
1: that. It, it's the first time you you, you the snarkiness of him kind of like melts away and For you sure. see him. Yeah. And it's like, oh, that's why you do that. Yeah. You know, it's not, you're not a bad dude. I never thought Richard was no, a bad dude. Not at all. But it's that he's always keeping everything at arm's length yes. kind of thing.
0: Like keeping a wall up.
1: Yeah. And yes. then you see why. You mm-hmm. know, it's just because it's hard to be vulnerable.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And sometimes to make friends, you need to do that. And yep. that can be tough. Yep. So, but then, yeah, so then she rolls up. She's like, she's like the lady in shining armor yeah, this no
0: time.
1: <laughs> and what does he do again? Tommy comes up with he this really with quick plan. plan.
0: Yeah, puts a bunch of road torches on like it's a bomb <laughs> <laughs> and walks in.
1: He's and like, Richard, immediate- give me your watch. Did yeah. you see the watch yeah. just like taped there? Like it's not attached <laughs> to anything.
0: <laughs> and again, he's like, can I get your attention? And again, everybody drops to the ground. And the guards, again, lay down really quickly. They don't throw their guns over this time, or at least they don't show it. No, yeah. Um, but uh, they finally get Zelensky and they get the news people to get or to follow them up to the the meeting. And they get in there somehow. They just kind of open up and walk in. And they're immediately Paul tells them, you don't have any shares. You have no right to be here. And then that's when Michelle steps in and she's like.
1: Well, the first part,
0: though. What's that?
1: Was when Tommy, he plays Zelensky first. And he's like, "Oh, hey, so you said you're about the working man, yeah, oh, yeah, in this yes. factory." And he's got the media on his side, and yeah. all of a sudden he's like, "Oh shit, I have to play this role." Yeah. And you see the wheels turn yeah. for Zelensky because he's like, "Like this is going to matter." Okay, sure. Yeah. yeah sure. I'll take I'll a half that. a million brake pad yeah, order, yeah. signing it. Yep, yeah. For the working man.
0: He's like, "Why does?" Because he even says it under his breath at one point. He's like, "Why does it matter? I'm going to own this company in ten minutes, anyways." It's so
1: great because when that when that flip around know, happens. And he's like, cool, awesome. You know, that's gonna be great. And then, oh, by the way.
0: Yeah. Paul is he's got warrants, so that's why they arrested him. Mm -hmm. But they were both committing fraud. Totally. Right? But she didn't get arrested.
1: I didn't get that either.
0: Yeah, I didn't get that at all. Why does she get to walk off scot free and go on a date with Zelensky? For real. Yeah.
1: I don't know. I didn't it was very that. strange, and yeah. I don't think—I mean—I think she needs to be held to account.
0: No doubt, she yeah. should have gone to jail too.
1: She's the one that married Big Tom. Yeah, it did. Lime, that's McLiar. some fraudulent stuff, right there. That's right.
0: Yeah, Jeez. knowingly married him, knowing that she was married—that's fraudulent. Yeah. <sighs> yes.
1: <laughs> Jeez, Beverly. <laughs> so, it's—it's it's all that—that that culmination. Yep. You know, he saves the company. He's got work for days now. Yeah. He screws over this jerk Zelensky, Yep. um you know paul's gonna be taken to task we don't know what's up with beverly yeah but in some way Zelensky and beverly kind of like deserve each other for sure
0: it's yeah. like match made I think in heaven so. I perfect yes yes
1: and he gets the girl Yep. i mean this is great
0: yeah no doubt the town is saved
1: so amazing yeah you could totally end the movie there you could but i love the last scene
0: yeah he's out on the lake in his boat by himself He's it's talking to his dad
1: it kind of like just it just hits me right in the heart yeah because it's the sincerity yeah and the look on his face and you know in him being all by himself and and just like to ask this one little thing yeah just you know, a
0: little bit of wind dad
1: and it, and and to get like this however you want to look at it yeah, you no know bad. the wind picks up right at that time when when he's just like you know just you know i love you and i miss you yeah and but I'm late for dinner with yeah, my girlfriend. with my girlfriend. That's where I'm <laughs> supposed to be. It's like if you can like... Move out here on the lake. <laughs> <laughs> and, and all of a
0: sudden, the wind picks up.
1: It's sweet. Like, yeah. I just... I thought, like, it, it, to me, it was, like, kind of a tie-in to, like, their connection and... You know, in that, in that, it's not such a bad thing to believe in something.
0: Mm, no doubt. And then he takes a mask to the bro, to the dome. He does. Yeah. <laughs> one last one
1: last little little <laughs> pop to the head just for us. Yeah. So yeah, I um, I, 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 as has been my experience with a lot of the films we've watched. This mm-hmm. um, this once again, I think probably just the the space between it. You know, I'm a lot older since the last time I watched it yeah. and. And to see this character of Tommy from a different perspective was really fun for me, yeah no because doubt. he is such an endearing character. and I my memory of was like, he's just this buffoon, but it's not what no. I'm walking away with at all no, no, this no, time. No. Yeah, yeah, I'm really
0: Tommy Boy.
1: It's a Tommy Boy. It
0: was a Tommy Boy. <laughs> it was a good one. It's again, one of those movies that's in my regular rotations that, Every once in a while, I need a good laugh, a good chuckle fest. Yeah. It's one of those movies that I throw in. And yeah, it felt good to watch it. And So I think I I made a good choice.
1: I agree. Nice. I agree.
0: Nice. So where are we at?
1: We're going to watch Arachnophobia. Okay. Have you seen it? Yes. Okay. So neither of us are a fan of spiders. No. It's not my favorite thing. No. There's something... That is so hilarious about this film. I don't yeah. know if it ever made you laugh before. It did. I haven't seen it in is a long time. is it Dan
0: time. Aykroyd in this one?
1: No, it's, it's John Goodman. Is it John Goodman? Yes. Amazing in this. Yes, movie. he
0: really is. I I don't know why I thought Dan Aykroyd. But you're right. It is John Goodman. He's the the best guy.
1: Yeah, and I just wanted to keep the laughs going. And nice. I saw that it was streaming, and I was like, Oh Where my god! I love John Goodman in this movie. Um, it's on something we both have. Okay, so. cool. Um, so yeah we're gonna get a little creeped out with the with oh, the eight-legged creepy creeps nice and their webby webs
0: arachnophobia yeah nice That's thank what you we're so much do. everybody
1: we really really appreciate you uh so much coming back and downloading
0: so much showing thank us you. love thank you we love you guys so much and yeah appreciate the love for sure
1: and uh with that I'm gonna say good night
0: good night everybody thank you again for downloading we hope you liked it Real Nostalgic is produced by Hollis Lazzarini with additional support from me, Terrence McHenry. Our logo was designed by Carissa Westfall. Please check out our website, realnostalgic.com. Like, share, subscribe, and write to us. We'd love to hear from you.